Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's a JMIE, your 77th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down this road of nerdiness. And on today's episode, we're talking about, well, what else? Uh, it's San Diego Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con happened this week. That's right, that's right. My body, my mind might have been where I am at, but my heart and my soul was with every cosplayer, every comic book writer, every moviegoer, every fan in Comic-Con, the biggest Comic-Con in the world, the granddaddy of them all, the one you want to be at, the one you are upset if you missed. San Diego went down this week, and with it, we had some news. We had a lot of trailers come out. Hall H was blown up with cuts of movies. Deadpool showed their extended cut that will be available on Blu-ray coming soon. But we dropped, had a lot of trailers for TV shows and movies drop and i haven't watched a lot of them so what i'm going to do today is besides giving you a little bit of news coming out of comic-con i'm going to give you my reactions to some of the trailers that have actually dropped including the aquaman trailer and the shazam trailer and the godzilla king of monsters trailer which i am really really excited for hopefully it's done right fingers crossed we're going to jump right into this and we're going to First, we're going to start off a little light. I'm going to start off with the new movie Glass, which is the repeat from or the sequel to not only Unbreakable, but the sequel to Split, where they finally come together. And let's see what this is all about as we kick in the trailer for Glass that was released at Comic-Con. And of course, with YouTube, we start off immediately with commercials, but we're skipping that luckily. Staring in. Okay, so either this is a fan or a doctor. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's going to be a doctor. It's got to be. Okay, it's a doctor. So we're at a psychiatrist building. Well, okay. And that's not where I expected to start this at, but you know, so far so good. Okay, so all three of them are in a room together. So, were they captured? Because last time I served, they were all out. So, this had to happen from Midnight Shyamalan. The Mr. Glass, as he likes to be called, he was, Samuel L. Jackson does an amazing character playing it. Just He plays does an awesome job of playing this, this genius. And we have Bruce Willis playing the superhero, which is not a super... It's so... Okay, so they... He has girls locked up in a abandoned warehouse. We see some of his personalities coming out. He says the Beast is coming. Oh, we get to see the Beast in talking to Mr. Glass. Okay. So far, this looks pretty good. 94 breaks. Very good. M. Night Shyamalan, has, he's reinvented himself a little bit with this especially. Split was such a good movie, and Unbreakable was one of his better movies. And the fact that he had the wherewithal to put these together is just amazing. So we see 
one of the girls from the first from Split. It looks like she's going to try to trap the beast. We see again the beast talking to Mr. Glass. Oh, he said the bad guys are teaming up. Okay. We see the super strength of Bruce Willis. This looks amazing because this is this is a superhero movie that is completely different from any superhero movie that we we're seeing. You know, we're not seeing this isn't a Marvel movie. This isn't a DC movie. This isn't a Fox Marvel movie. This isn't a Deadpool movie. This is completely just a completely different um, take on a. It's a completely completely different take on a superhero movie that we've you know that's based in real life. Like these characters are, you know, they're they're not meant to be heroes. It, it, well, you know, there wasn't like we're not getting a Thor or an Iron Man or anything like that. We're getting an average man who is learning that he believes he has superpowers. We have a villain who wants it, who's grew up with comic books because he had that brittle bone disease, and now we're watching him as he fully takes himself as being the the villain and actually taking on a master um, villain role. And then we see a guy who's just, his brain is so overworked with multiple personalities, and he has so many mental issues that he has locked himself inside of this this body and this he escapes reality so much and the beast is is just that one personality that basically lets him get all of his aggression out and when we see these two face off it is going to be I think it's going to be a really I think it's going to be an epic epic showdown uh, not of Iron Man and Thanos proportions but you know just of a very cool portion. We're going to move on to the Titans official DC trailer. Um, Titans are getting a live action TV show on the DC network. So we'll see what this is about. I know we've seen some teaser videos and stuff that didn't look that well. Hopefully it's gotten a lot better because I was not impressed with what I've seen so far. Moving in on a circus. I'm guessing we're going to, I guess this is where the Flying Graysons are. So, that's Raven. Raven looks really emo right there. And the guy playing Robin, Dick Grayson, he's not bad looking, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm still stuck in the Chris O'Donnell, Robin type boy, and I shouldn't, I, that shouldn't, but. Where's Batman? Is it a, a robber said? Oh, we get a fuck Batman from Robin. Okay. We get our first shot of Beast Boy and ooh, and Starfire. God, Starfire looks terrible. Starfire, it, it, she looks like a cheap prostitute, and not not in a good cheap prostitute way. Like she just looks terrible. Raven looks bad. She looks like she's too young. She's emoish. I don't know. So the, from what I'm seeing with this, I mean, it looks kind of like a low budget. CW show and the CW shows you know already kind of not that they're low budget but they already look like they're set up oh I, I don't know how I feel about that I don't know how I feel about this DC Titans it just it oh that no that worries me that worries me 
the trailer, if you haven't seen it, when you do watch it, if you know these characters of Raven and Beast Boy and Robin and Starfire and all this, you have this mental image of what they all look like. And I know sometimes it's hard to portray it onto a TV screen or, you know, a movie and get everything accurate, but that just didn't look good. And I don't want to shit on DC here because they're trying. And this might turn out to be a great show, but man, it just, it, it, oh Lord, it didn't blow my socks off. That didn't look that great. Oh, I'm so worried for that. So let's move on to a, another DC, and this is the Shazam trailer. They have been filming Shazam. We've been seeing a lot of stills coming out of the production of it, and I've, it looks like this might have a different vibe to it from the pictures I've seen. Um, I don't know, because Shazam doesn't take himself that seriously. If you're in the comics, he's more of a, a joking, like... And I don't know if this is going to work with a dark tone if they go that route. I don't know how this would fit into their DCEU if they're trying to go with a dark, ominous tone. Let's see how this works. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. Okay, so there's jokes. That's more than they normally pick. We see them tying in. We see stuff about Batman, a Batman uh, battle ring in the kids' room, and Superman trailers so we're seeing them tying it in with everything else uh billy batson beating up some bullies that are picking on his uh foster brother he's in foster homes and his brother's being uh, another kid's being fostered so it's his foster brother he's on a he's running from them he gets on a train we hear billy batson we hear the 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 grand wizard the the shallon monk whatever you want to call it calling his name let's see do we get to see him or is this going to be okay so you see him but we don't really see a face or anything we just see a old gray wig <sighs> okay okay so it looks like they're not going down the dark route with this they're kind of going kind of like a lighthearted because they've, they've done a lot more jokes so far here Shazam's flossing, and I'm not meaning the dental hygiene. I mean, he's doing the dance, the floss. He's trying to learn to fly. Ow. He just fell. Okay, so it, it you kind of see that it's a kid. <laughs> your phone's charged. He's walking through the mall. He's saying, your phone's charged, your phone's charged. And then he's shocking it, and then he blows one of the phones up. Okay, so we see him change. Okay, we see him realizing he's bulletproof. Okay, okay. So as far as Shazam is going, it's not looking. It's different. So it's it's definitely different. April twenty nineteen. Okay, so we've got a little while before it it decides to happen. Um, if we're talking, if we're talking. It looks completely different than any other DC movie. It's it seems like this movie is more um, Marvel esque. Like it's, it's jokey. There's a lot of jokes in it. Not a bad thing, you know. It's not a bad thing because again, Shazam never really takes himself too seriously, and it's a kid being a superhero. And in this, it kind of looks like you know, uh, like a kid would do. Like a kid's trying to figure out how to fly. He's trying to figure out his superpowers. So I mean, 
it look it doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look it's not blowing my sock off. I'm still a little weirded out by how this suit looks when he is Shazam and he is the adult. I don't know. The suit looks just cheesy to me. It doesn't look like Superman's suit or like Batman's or anything like that that we've seen so far. It kind of looks just, I don't know. It, it looks like somebody wearing a muscle suit under a costume and it looks blatantly obvious. I don't know if that's what they're going for. I don't know if it's not completely done up yet because it's still got till April. But I'm, ooh, it's, it's kind of strange the way it looks, and this, after seeing it, I mean, I'm intrigued, I, I'm actually intrigued, I don't know if it's a good intrigued or a bad intrigued, but I'm I'm actually intrigued, I, if I can just get over how this suit looks, the suit looks kind of ridiculous to me, moving on to another DC, we're moving on to Aquaman, let's see what Aquaman brings up, because James Wan, I like James Wan as a director, and Aquaman could be a, like a Thor. You have a great opportunity here to do something, especially underwater. We see his father was a lighthouse keeper and his mother was the queen of the ocean. Oh, he's at an aquarium as a kid and he's talking to the shark. Oh, that's. He's at the aquarium and all the fish are looking out the glass at the kids that were picking on him as he's talked to him. That's pretty cool. Okay, joking, Aquaman, permission to come aboard as he gets on a submarine. Okay, see, the, what I want is they're kind of doing, I want to see it underwater. Like, I would like to have seen almost this entire movie underwater. I thought that would be really cool if you just see underwater. I want to see Atlantis, and I don't want to see the trailer park looking at Atlantis we've seen. I want to see the the build, the castles and the gold and the fish. You know, I want to see what we all picture Atlantis to look like. And it's... It's okay, right there. There's a picture in it when she's bringing him first to Atlantis. You see, this is what I wanted to see, and it looks it looks great. Now, will this? Oh, uh, why is it not a trident? Why is it a pitchfork? There are five. There are five spikes on it. There should be three. It should be a trident, not a pitchfork. Come on, guys. That's one of the. That's one of my pet peeves here. We do see Aquaman being Aquaman. We see Mara, and Mara's, you know, we've seen her already, but we get to see a little bit more of her. We're going to see her interaction as she goes on with Aquaman, trying to show him that he is the the king of the sea, the seven seas. We get to see some of the aquatic life. Black, ooh, ooh, Black Mana. Wow. Black Mana looks great. Like, Black Mana might be the best part of this whole freaking trailer. Because it's so comic book accurate. Okay, that's that that made up for it. Black Manta looked incredible. Like, it, it legitimately looked like... It looked just like he does in the comic book. That was screen and that was page accurate. And I am really impressed with that. I'm glad James Wan and them did that and didn't try to didn't try to change it up or try to screen it up and make it look different. That was an amazing looking Black Manta. The trailer for that looked good. Um, Atlantis looked great. Jason Momoa, I think, is going to play a good Aquaman. He already has. He's playing the cool, you know, kind of surfer-ish. 
which is a little different, but I think he's doing a good job in this movie. I, I trust James Wan, and I think it's going to be done well. And from the first trailer I get, my first reaction is, you know, I'm I'm actually excited for the Aquaman movie. I'm excited for it more than I am Shazam. But, you know, I mean, what can you say? Again, like I just covered with Shazam, Shazam seems more like it's it doesn't seem in tone with the rest of the films. That's not a bad thing. I'm just saying it looks different. So we have two more trailers left. Um, I'm going to save what I think is going to be my personal favorite for last, which is uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. So next we're going to move on to the official Comic-Con trailer for Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald, with Johnny Depp's in it. We see the return of uh, Nuke Scamander. And, you know, we see young Dumbledore. We see Grindelwald. And we're, I'm guessing we're going to see Nicholas Flamel in this movie at some point. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in this trailer or not. But we'll we'll see how this goes. Dumbledore teaching Newt at Hogwarts. As he's in front of a boggart. Mr. Scamander. Newt's, Newt's biggest fear is working in an office. I mean, he's a weird guy, but really? Your fear is kind of ridiculous. Okay. Wizarding World. Like, I love... You know, I, I love the Harry Potter movies. I like Fantastic Beasts. Returning to this world is always fun. We're getting to see all the returns of the, you know, the characters that were in the first one. Okay. Johnny Depp is doing narration. We see Grindelwald brought to a prison. I looked like, anyway. Johnny Depp is still, I know it's an odd choice, but and a lot of people didn't like it, but Johnny Depp is such a method actor and a character actor. I think he's going to do an amazing job. You know he will. Now, whether he fits in with the, the whole wizarding world and fits in with the whole way it's the narrative, I don't know. Why does it have to be Newt that goes after Grindelwald? Why can't you? This November, we return to the world that is just trying to make more money. So far, it's not a bad trailer. I mean, these... These movies are always good. Anytime you can go back to the Wizarding World that we know and love of Harry Potter, and especially when we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a young Dumbledore, we're seeing the return of Hogwarts, we get to see new characters, we get to see new animals we haven't seen before. You never met a monster you couldn't love, Newt. Oh, the return of Credence. All right. Ezra Miller, The Return of Credence, the weird teenage thing. We get a good shot of the Elder One that Grindelwald's holding. Fantastic Beast, The Crimes of Grindelwald. We do get to see Nicholas Flamel. We get to see our first look at him as the immortal Nicholas Flamel. You don't look a day over 375. It's not bad. Like, I think it's going to be a fun movie. It, they always are. And Johnny Depp, again, I think Johnny Depp's going to play, I think he's going to do this character very well. I think he's going to do a great, um, I think he's going to do a great job because he's a very method actor. He's a very character-driven actor. He he plays characters well, and they're giving him this character of Grindelwald, which is just, you know, this off-the-shelf, insane wizard character. I mean, you don't think he's going to do a good job with it, doing that? Come on now. All right, guys, we got one more trailer to watch. I know you're like, God, I'm tired of him talking about trailers. But 
Godzilla King of the Monsters. I have been so excited for Godzilla movies. I love Godzilla movies. I love Gaiju movies, King Kong, um, anything to do with Mothra, anything to do with Gamera. I love these type of movies. And the fact that they're getting a new life in 2018, 14, you know, 20, all these, is just great. Okay, so we got a kid on a rooftop as the world's coming to an end, it looks like. I don't know. Okay. Okay, so the earth is creating natural disasters to basically kill the human population. And they are got to bring titans together. The titans are all the creatures like Godzilla. Ghidra, Ghidorah, whatever you want to call him. Oh, you see him in ice. I mean, you don't get a full-on view of him, but that is freaking awesome. It's Godzilla. I love Godzilla. He looks so good. Godzilla shooting his Mothra. We get to see Mothra. So they're throwing all of them into this one movie. I guess with King of Monsters, you kind of have to, but... Are we going to see anything else beside this? And I don't understand how the... How is Godzilla and Mothra and them going to be the ones that save the Earth? We had a view of... Looks like Mothra kind of going around the White House. We get another shot of Ghidorah. Oh, my God. He's They're going to fight. That's going to be... Oh... Godzilla, King of Monsters. Okay. I got a quart of chub, people. I got a quart of chub, all the, the chimichangas and tacos. I think you need to know that. Good God, that looks so great. Godzilla looks incredible because they actually make him look like Godzilla. Uh, Ghidorah, Ghidra, whatever you want to call him, however you pronounce it, you get small glimpses of, glimpses of him. But the small glimpses you get just make gives me goosebumps. Like just knowing that I'm going to get to see that in 2018 with all of the the technology they have to create these types of monsters is just amazing. And I am oh I'm so excited for this movie and I can't oh I can't wait. Uh, Mothra, you don't get to see a lot of Mothra. You get to see her spread her wings and you know just glimpses. They don't want to give too much away besides Godzilla because you've already seen him. And I, great job. You know, that's probably the best trailer I've seen that's come out of San Diego so far. There, you know, a lot of stuff has happened that you have, they haven't released. Um, they've done a new Iron Fist trailer. Uh, they released some Marvel Spider Man video game trailer. The Purge got a new trailer for their movie, co- or not, excuse me, their, their TV show coming out on Sci Fi and the USA Network. We got a new Flash trailer. We, we've got a, a bunch of stuff that's coming out, new comic books, new lines of toys. Um, but I do want to talk about the fact and give a special shout-out to Kevin Smith, the creator of Clerks, uh, one of my all-time heroes. He got a Ink Pot Award at San Diego Comic-Con. And as I seen the video for it with being introduced and talking about all of his accomplishments and to the, what he's done for, for all of us, that love this nerd culture so much and to see him walk on there, take this award. That's a huge, it's a huge deal to get ink pot award, you know, for your, your, 
for your accomplishments and your what's the word I'm looking for for your accomplishments and your not condolences uh your contributions to comics or comic strips or sci-fi or just nerdism in general and as he walked across the stage you know first off I was excited because it's nice to still see him here after he almost you know he almost had his heart attack he almost died and it's nice still to see Kevin Smith still around still here for all of us and then when he was giving his speech and he got his award I admit as a fan of his as somebody who's looks up to Kevin Smith as an idol in what I do podcasting-wise and writing movies and anything like that, I, I I teared up a little bit because it's something to see him get recognized in front of people that know him and, and, and love his work um, because, you know, he has gone to Comic-Con pretty much as far back as I... He's been going for years, and he's contributed so much, not... Not just to the people who love his work, you know, not just for clerks and all that, but also to comic books and TV shows and to be there and watch him or to watch the video of him accepting the award in front of a room sold out and full of people that love his work and love him. It made me it made me tear up because you see on his face and he said it himself it, that it's one of the biggest things he could say. He tweeted about it and said that it's bigger than winning an Academy Award for him because it's proving that he has been recognized by not only San Diego Comic-Con, but by everybody who's involved in this pop culture junkie world we live in, that he is getting recognized for his accomplishments and awarded for them. And big thumbs up to him. Kevin Smith, thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you to everything you've done for all your fans and for everybody in the nerd genre, the nerd realm, the geek realm, whatever you want to call this that we love. Thank you for your contributions and congratulations on winning the Ink Pot Award. Guys, uh, I know that I did a lot of trailers and I'm about 30 minutes in and I know you're probably sick of it, um, but I'm excited for all the stuff coming up. I love Comic-Con, and one day I'm going to make it to Comic-Con. There's so much stuff that has not been released yet. There's so much stuff that has, hasn't has shown yet. And if we get any more drops of any spoilers or anything, you know, they've, they've dropped and leaked footage on certain movies and stuff that haven't, they haven't released. And maybe somebody has, um, you know, maybe recorded something while they were watching it, even though they're trying to crack down on it. That always seems to get out. If it does, I'll drop an episode, a mini-episode, whatever, just to let you guys know and fill you in. But thank you for watching, for listening to me rant and watch trailers. You know, what other, what other job, if you want to call this a job, whatever hobby, whatever you want to say this is for me, what a, how else can you be that I can actually watch trailers, talk, and you can enjoy it with me. And I know I'm not the best at explaining the trailers or breaking it down or telling you what's happening verbatim on it as I'm watching because it's the first time I've watched it myself and I'm kind of caught up in trying to just enjoy the fact that we're getting these movies. But thank you all for your support. Thank you for your love. 
Thank you for listening. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Uh, tweet me anytime. I will be happy to answer any questions. You know, go follow me. Follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. Anybody who follows me knows I love putting up just memes. I love putting up pictures. I love, I just enjoy putting up nerd culture in general when it comes to just just being me this is a big part of who i am so please go follow give me a follow there you can follow me on twitch at nerdpool gaming i haven't been streaming as much lately and i do apologize for that um but i've just had some stuff going on but i'm fixing to get back into it and again like i said uh live podcasting is coming soon thank you all for the support go listen go like share subscribe uh again that's all I can say. So for Nerdpool Podcast, for San Diego Comic-Con, and for anybody out there who might have pirated or, you know, um, videotaped any or all of the trailers or movie breakdowns that they have, until next time, release them and see ya. Yeah.